everybody. What is going on? You know what time it is. You're listening to Join the Journey podcast with your host, Emma Daughter. Thanks for joining. In a culture that typically equates numeric growth with success, how do believers navigate the tension between a desire for growth, success, or improvement with the importance of humility, surrender, dependence, and trust in the God who ultimately grows all things? Today, we're reading 2 Corinthians chapter 10, and I want to zoom in on a few verses at the end of the chapter, but let me set you up first. Here's the context. Paul's critics were asserting that he had exceeded the appropriate parameters or limits of his ministry by evangelizing in Corinth, which is kind of crazy and incredibly undermining of the call God placed in his life. They arrogantly declined to acknowledge that Paul's assignment as the apostles to the Gentiles gave him the right to minister as far from Palestine as Corinth. Basically, they were asserting that Paul needed to go back to where he came from and get out of their city. You don't even go here, was their attitude. But Paul responded by reminding them he hadn't violated the territorial limits of his apostolic charge by planting the church in Gentile Corinth. He planted it. Now, this might all be confusing because very rarely do we discuss limits or boundaries when it comes to apostles sharing the gospel. But Paul's ministry definitely had fixed, divinely set limits. He was specifically the apostle to the Gentiles. You can see that in Acts 9.15 and Romans 1.5. And he was sent out to do pioneer missionary work, as one commentator called it. And I love that phrase, pioneer, meaning he was the first who was sent. But his ministry at Corinth, it was definitely within bounds. Paul hadn't overstepped by coming to Corinth. It was in bounds. So with that context in mind, here's Paul's response to his critics in verses 14 through 18. Verse 14, For we are not overextending ourselves as though we did not reach you. For we were the first to come all the way to you with the gospel of Christ. We do not boast beyond limit in the labor of others, but our hope is that as your faith increases, our area of influence among you may be greatly enlarged. Verse 16, so that we may preach the gospel in lands even beyond you without boasting of work already done in another's area of influence. And in response to these verses, that same commentator said, pioneer evangelism prohibited the possibility of Paul even falling into the error of his critics. He could not claim credit for what his predecessors had done since he had no predecessors when he planted a new church, in this case, the Corinthian church. Paul spoke as though his future was in the Corinthians' hands, and he probably did this because for him to continue into unreached areas, he needed to have his former churches, namely Corinth, in a good spiritual condition. Paul didn't just want to plant as many churches as he could. He wanted to plant a church and then make sure it continued to follow the Lord faithfully before he moved on to plant other churches. If it didn't, he felt responsible to get it spiritually healthy before he moved on. The faith of the Corinthians would continue to grow as they responded positively to Paul's instructions. Then they would be able to provide the support, prayer, and perhaps financial that was essential for him to expand his ministry. And so Paul continues in verse 17 by by saying something that might be surprising. Let the one who boasts boast in the Lord, for it is not the one who commends himself who is approved, but the one whom the Lord commends. All the while, Paul understood that whenever it comes to the work of ministry, it's Christ in and through us. While, yes, Paul was planting churches and leading people, Paul understood that he couldn't do any of it on his own. And while he was justifying his right to be there, he was also walking the tension I mentioned at the beginning of the episode. 
Paul had a responsibility to obediently respond to his call as an apostle, but he also recognized that nothing he did was for his own fame or glory. For me personally, 2 Corinthians 10 has been a very helpful passage. A few years ago, a spiritual leader of mine challenged me to share what I'd been learning, and long story short, this led me to prayerfully consider leveraging social media for the kingdom. Could social media be a means by which God might use me to equip my generation to know the story of Scripture and how to study it and ultimately know the God of the Bible? I wrestled a lot with this question. I knew there was a call on my life to share truth and equip others, and I knew the ways God had gifted and wired me, but social media can be a dangerous place. The pitfalls for self-promotion seem close at hand, likes and follows are easy to track, and I just knew the achiever in me could be tempted to get lost in the measures of success our world values. But 2 Corinthians 10 became the passage I clung to as I took a step of faith. From verse 15, when Paul writes, our hope is that as our faith increases, our area of influence would also increase, I was reminded that it isn't wrong to desire to reach more people with the gospel. That's a good thing. So I began to pray that the content I created would encourage my friends and be a useful tool, something they too could share with their friends. And I prayed that I'd reach more and more peers with truth. From verse 16, when Paul says that he preaches without boasting of work already done by another, I was reminded I couldn't take credit for the work other people did. I had a team of friends helping me—graphic designers, photographers, videographers. Paul's words about boasting in the work of others was grounding. I prayerfully asked the Lord to help me celebrate the work others were doing and walk humbly. And lastly, verse 17, he says, Let the one who boasts, boast in the Lord. I clung to that. I constantly needed and really need to be reminded that any numeric growth is a reflection of God's desire to use a broken person like me to reach more people with truth. And that's something we can celebrate as long as I remember that it's God who gets the glory, not me or you. Because ultimately, it was, and even now as I share in this podcast, Him working in and through me. It's Christ working in and through us. Hey, we want to thank you for listening and we hope you enjoyed the episode. Did you know that you can help support Join the Journey by rating and reviewing this podcast? And if you're willing, we'd love it if you subscribe because the more you download, the easier it will be for new friends to find the podcast.